Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. Food for thought. Can intentionally eating sugar actually cure your out of control sugar addiction or your tendency to binge eat sugar? This question is going to have a different answer for everybody, but I'm going to throw out a possibility for anybody who has been trying to restrict sugar, meaning you put a boundary on how much sugar you eat a day, leading towards zero, but then still find yourself overeating sugar in excess, either on weekends, on vacations, or in the evening. I had this discussion with a client this morning because when she originally came in, she was snacking on sugar all day long, and that wasn't giving her many benefits. Her energy levels were up and down. She felt like her sweet tooth was out of control. She needed to have something sweet after every meal and snack, and it didn't feel good because she didn't feel in control. And so in the past, she had tried to completely eliminate sugar, and she had jumped through all these hoops to get sugar out of her diet. She had tried sugar-free products, which if you listen to any of my podcasts, you know that I'm not a fan of sugar-free alternatives, especially aspartame, sucralose, and more of those artificial sweeteners. She had tried to eat fruit instead of chocolate. She had tried to do all of these things to help her feel better. And they would work until they didn't. And then when they stopped working, her sugar tooth almost came back with vengeance. It's like she couldn't eat chocolate for two weeks. So when she finally ate chocolate, she had the whole freaking cake. And in this situation, she wasn't eating a whole cake. But you're picking up what I'm putting down. So what we did to actually, quote, cure her sugar addiction and help her feel more in control, and ultimately, here's the key, eat less sugar throughout the week, was purposefully adding in sugar at certain times of day, every day. And this can feel really counterintuitive, because why would adding sugar actually help her eat less sugar? Well, you have to start by thinking about the week as a whole. And so if you wanna do this for yourself, you can document every single thing that you eat for a whole week, either with photos, with a food log, or if you prefer a calorie counter, like my fitness pal, you can log your food in there. I'm not looking at the calories for the specific exercise, I'm looking at how many grams of added sugar you consume throughout the week, or how many servings of dessert or sweet that you have throughout the week. You can look at grams of added sugar if you are more of a data person, if you like numbers, and then you can look at servings or pictures of sweets and desserts if you're more of a visual person. That's my preferred method, but there is no right way to do this. So with this specific client, we did a food log with photos so we could see how many desserts or pieces of chocolate and treats she was having throughout the week. And we found a pattern that when she would purposefully restrict herself from sugar, she would overconsume it either in the evening time, between that 
lunch and snack time area where she would, you know, at work when she was bored, she felt a lull around 3 or 4 p.m. and she just really wanted sugar. Uh, And then on weekends when she was just like, screw it, I don't care. So it was these three, quote, trigger points where she was over consuming sugar. And a lot of times it was because she was trying to restrict sugar. What we did is we intentionally said that every single day after lunch and after dinner, she would plan to have a square of dark chocolate or these little heavenly hunks. I don't know if you've seen those. They're little chocolate chocolate oat things um, that are kind of marketed to be healthy, but let's be honest, they're all added sugar or a yasso bar or a fruit pop, something small, but gave her that satisfaction of having something sweet. In her case, she found that a taste of something sweet helped her brain accept that mealtime was over so she could eat a really healthy meal have a little piece of dark chocolate and then move on to her next task versus before she would eat a meal and just be ruminating on sugar and she would try to push 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 her desire to eat sugar and then over consume it this is a pattern i see a lot and that overconsumption would happen either later at night or the next day or the weekend So we were purposefully giving her a small little dose of sugar that was controlled and portioned and intentional every single day, once or twice a day. And she had the option of not having the dessert. She didn't have to have this dessert, just like you don't have to finish your meal when you serve yourself a plate, but she could have it. And it was like this Jedi mind trick she played on herself by giving herself permission to eat a small serving of sugar after every lunch and dinner. She didn't feel deprived and therefore didn't crave it as strongly. And even more importantly, when she would have the dessert, she did not feel guilty about it because there was no rule saying it was a bad thing to do. And then we could compare her weeks. So the weeks that she was trying to restrict sugar, she was actually eating way more sugar from Monday through Sunday versus the weeks where she was intentional. Monday through Sunday, her servings were smaller and more scattered, but there weren't any binges, there weren't any out of control choices, and therefore she was eating less sugar. And this was important because it made her feel more in control, it gave her more options, and it helped her really pay attention to her own internal patterns. This particular client found that restriction for her was not beneficial when it was too extreme, but creating boundaries that helped her stay mindful without being deprived was very beneficial. And so we did same things with her caffeine intake. We created structure around caffeine. We didn't restrict caffeine and we also didn't make it unlimited. Same thing with alcohol. She wasn't drinking much at all. She, she didn't have a problem, but she was drinking more than she liked based on her goals. And it was causing some other concerns like inflammation, flare-ups from her autoimmune. So we created boundaries and structure around alcohol without making it off limits. And so this goes back to my original point. Can you quote, cure a sugar addiction by putting sugar intentionally into your diet in specific places? This works for some people and this doesn't work for others. So if you haven't tried this tactic before, I encourage you to go back to what I mentioned earlier, which is document everything you eat for a week and then create structure and document again and notice if the structure 
Even if you're intentionally eating sugar and it feels uncomfortable or it feels like you're breaking laws that say sugar is bad, avoid at all costs, if you actually end up eating less, feel more in control, feel better, have more energy, sleep better, whatever it is that eating too much sugar is causing havoc in your life, see if there are improvements there. Intentionally adding in something that isn't perfect may actually help you have a better diet. One thing I always try to hit home with many of my clients is I don't want them to have a perfect diet. I want them to be B students. I want them to eat 80 to 90% healthy. I want there uh, to be some fun and I want it to be intentional and I want them to have pizza or chocolate or cookies intentionally and in the context of a healthy diet. And I really feel like looking at a week as a whole is a lot more beneficial than looking at a day or a meal. When we can look at the big picture and 80% of what you're eating is balanced, nutritious, healthy, and makes you feel good, you're gonna make progress, you're gonna feel good doing it, and you're not gonna revert back into that all or nothing mindset. And with sugar, this is huge. If 80 to 89, 90% of what you're eating is low in added sugar, and then you've got that 10 to 20% that is fine, so what? It's not the bulk of your diet that's not gonna kill you, and it can actually help you stay on track for longer. And what does that do, my friends? It gets you results. So if you have questions about this, feel free to reach out or work with one of our dietitians at nutritionawareness.com. Send us an email, book an initial consultation. We'll be happy to work through your sugar addiction and figure out how to make your sweet tooth a lot more manageable and doesn't dictate your life. Thanks for listening. And if you like these quick little food for thought episodes, please let me know. I think I might start cranking them out more and more, especially because I've got a baby on the way. And I'm assuming as a first time parent, that's going to mean less time. So any ideas, please reach out, let us know, and we will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you switch over to your next podcast or move to a music playlist, I wanted to remind you guys who are struggling with New Year's resolutions, eating healthy, and reaching your goals that we are accepting applications for the Nutrition Awareness Daily Accountability Program. We call it DAP, D-A-P, Daily Accountability Program. It's awesome. It's where for 30 days you speak to me or one of the other dietitians at Nutrition Awareness every single day to help you stay accountable to your long-term goals. In this program, you can expect to have someone in your corner helping you create targeted and specific goals that will help you reach your ultimate health outcomes. So we'll start the Daily Accountability Program off with an initial consultation where we create a game plan. You're gonna get actionable advice from your dietitian. You'll know what to eat, how to eat, how to make it happen. And most importantly, we'll discuss the habits that you need to focus on to help you actually stick to your goals. And then throughout the daily accountability program, we're gonna hold you accountable to those habits every single day, yeah. Monday through Sunday. We're working on weekends, people. We're going to help you stay accountable. You can chat with us via text, audio, and video messaging on our DAP platform. But this program is incredible because it makes it impossible for you to fail 
or give up. Because let's be honest, when you start off with an intention to be healthier, to live better, you go through a bit of a honeymoon phase where you feel very motivated, but somewhere along the line, whether it's work, travel, vacation, a long day at work, the kids, the weekend, you find it hard to stick it through. So we don't let you do that through the daily accountability program. We help you plan, problem solve, and build healthy habits. So at the end of the 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, however long you choose to do the daily accountability program, you will feel confident that you have the tools to be successful for life. I want you to know how to get to your long-term goals instead of racing to the finish line, trying to lose 20 pounds or get your A1C down really, really fast. No, we're gonna do, do things slow and sustainable. We'll get you results while teaching you how to sustain them. So we only take a handful of applications every month and it just depends on which dietitian you're working with and how many clients we're currently seeing. I'm going to put the link to apply directly in our show notes here, but you can find the application on our website. So I encourage you to visit our website, nutritionawareness.com, read about me, read about Megan, read about Serena, all of our dietitians, and then you can apply to the daily accountability program directly from our website. If you decide that you want to work with a dietitian, but the daily accountability program feels like a lot, don't worry, we have other coaching options for you. We just require all of our new clients to start off with that initial consultation. You can book that directly on our website. No matter what you do, you will leave that call with a game plan. We are local to Orlando, Central Florida, and we do take virtual clients worldwide. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. I will link the website and application below, and we hope to see your application come through.